This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcast live from Virgin Hotel. And we are here with uh, Serenity Marie, a.k.a. Nitty. How are you doing tonight? I am doing fantastic. Yeah, so... Uh, you're here, a lot of people know, from your radio program, Nitty's Knocker. Uh, thank you so much for coming up, first of all. Thank you for, for finally giving me a call back. I've been waiting. Oh, man. Well, I wanted to check with you at South By, and then South By is just like, it's such a mess. Like, let's start there. Mm-hmm. How was your South By Southwest? Because I know that you went down and you did a project this year at South By. Uh, it was very, very um, interesting. It's my third year going to okay. South By, and I told myself I wouldn't go back unless I was doing an event. Yeah, and um, Iridium Clothing Company granted me the opportunity to um, curate a pop-up shop for them, um, and we had a prime location on Fifth and Congress. Oh um, man, that's like right there. Yeah, you know they had artists, musicians, fashion. I also hosted one of the nights. Um, I got to meet Mike Will. I met oh, Asa so Rocky. You know, so like it was like a really interesting uh, transition. But I was stumped the whole time i was there for about a week and it was i was glad to be home it, do, a week at south by is a long month yeah <laughs> it really is especially when you're like working i look yeah. at my like watch you know i have like a fitbit thing and then one day i had like twenty five thousand steps and i was just like okay i'm killing it you know i was very excited but at the same time i was like i'm moving too much i need to take a break yeah it's it's a it's a climb um, but that's a really cool experience you had there. Um, so I'm glad we got to have you on tonight because I was aiming to check with you there. And then, man, it's just South by a blur. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always kind of start these just kind of asking, like, how did all this start for you? Where did your creative journey begin? How did you come to broadcast? Like, bring us into the beginning of all this. Um, well, I think it all started when I was a little kid and... I would watch, like, That's So Raven and stuff like that, and I always wanted to be like Raven because she was, like, a triple threat. She could sing, she could dance, she can act, and I was like, wow, that's, like, really cool. So when I went to high school, I danced in high school, and my mom came to me one day like, well, since your name's Serenity, we put all, you know, we put all this love into naming you Serenity. You should start a newspaper called the Serenity Times that talks about positive things. So, like, I made, like, a template for it, and I was just like, oh, it's kind of corny, like, Serenity <laughs> Times. I made the font, like, the New York Times and stuff. Right. Um, and it kind of, it's what got me into, like, the web, like, web design and different things like that. I had a full little website at, like, 17 years old, um, but I didn't go anywhere with that. Um, but when I went to college, I graduated from, with my broadcast trade. Uh, went to Columbia for marketing, and mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm going to teach myself how to brand myself because um, it's kind of hard to get into the radio industry uh, and the news industry and stuff like that. And I still wanted to be that positive person who projected good vibes, good energy. So I started um, with my website, which is all pink. You yeah. Know, everything on it is pink and frilly, uh, lots of fun. And when I made the website... I was like, well, I want to do a vlog show to go along with my website. And that's when I started interviewing different musicians at my house via green screen. Oh, wow. Um, That's so ambitious. Yeah. So I had a green screen set up in my house, all of the lights set up, um, had my camera set up on the tripod. And every week I I had an interview with somebody. And in the background, I would put an underground artist's work as my backdrop. 
So that's how I got into like, oh, I like, you know, showcasing underground culture and art. That's so cool. Yeah, and um, they're all on my page, on my website, too, where you can see, like, the, the interviews that I've done with the green screen art. And then um, Q4 Radio reached out to me. This is all happening over the course of, like, four years. So, right. Like, I'm talking, like... It's not super, an overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Q4 Radio um, reached out to me. They used to have a space called Multicolti, and they went into... I did um, not know that that was them. Okay. Yeah, they're Q4 Radio now, and he asked me if I wanted to do a Tuesday night show in a prime hour. And I was like, yeah. He was like, I love your voice. I love what you're doing. You know, bring your show here. So I ended up with the radio show starting in, like, September. And um, I've had a slew of, of uh, guests on it where it's just bringing that positive energy, that positive culture, um, and helping me to be a person who can connect the dots for people who don't get paid attention too often. Okay, so there's a bunch of things in there that I want to touch on because that's such a cool story. First off, I think it's so impressive that you did this from your home because I don't have to tell you, it's a lot of work to do this. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you're able to do it like DIY from your own space and set up interviews, which is also really hard, like that's incredible that you just like knocked that out without anybody like, you know, without like a parent company, without like... It was hard though because you always get nervous like when I would reach out to certain people like, a lot of people I don't get responses from, um, but you think, you know, like, oh, I know this person. They'll, like, definitely rock with me, stuff like that. But it's, like, bittersweet because sometimes you don't get those people. Then it's like, well, it's okay because you'll get the next person who really needs that attention, who really needs an outlet for expression. Um, so, you know, I had a calendar set up for, like, two months ahead of time. Wow. You know, just so I can, like, know for sure, like, this, that it's still on pace, that I'm not, like, losing focus, and that these people are going to get the exposure that they deserve. So Yeah. And so talking to, you know, you said you're talking to, like, artists who maybe aren't necessarily getting as much of a look. Like, how do you find artists, like, who you think, like, you know what, nobody's paying attention to him, or, like, she's not getting the look she deserves? Um, I think it's kind of, like something that's just inside of me because when I was in high school um, I had people that were cool with me but I was always like the uh, the underdog or the person who didn't really fit in with the group mm-hmm. so it's like when I'm reaching out to people it's just through general conversation and I'm catching their vibe and I'm like do you want to come on my radio show I think you would be a good fit you know um, and yeah some of them do have a lot of views and listens and stuff like that but they're still not at a point like Alina Baraz or like a Superboy, you know, where right, they're right. getting all of these numbers, but they're having amazing music. You know, I got my music from the Dojo playlist, you know, from different people nice. like that um, who are DIYers. And um, it's just like a vibe. If I feel like you are somebody who who deserves a shot and who does not get the attention that you deserve, then I'm going to do my best to, like, try to expose that, whether it's on my radio show, through my Art of Noise event series that I just started, you know. um, Through any of those platforms. Through any platform that I have available. Whichever one fits you, I'm going to try to get you into that. So, So like, one of the things I love and that I noticed about you when I started becoming aware of your program is that, like, it's so cool that you're doing radio, broadcast, podcast kind of work. Like, obviously, like, I, I love that kind of stuff. So, like, for you, what what have been some of the advantages or what makes broadcast kind of this platform that you decided to go with? Like, why is that exciting for you? Um, cause, okay, so I always like to be center of attention. My mama <laughs> called me a drama queen. I hope you're watching, mama, because I definitely tagged <laughs> you to watch. But, you know, I'm a drama queen. Um, 
And when I started off doing the broadcast work in school, um, Devontae Stone was one of my teachers. And he would tell me, he was like, your voice. You know, all of my instructors like, your voice. You have a natural talent for projecting, whether it's on camera or in front of a radio um, microphone. And um, that's why I do both. Yeah. You know, when I have the, the opportunity to do video work, I'm doing it because I love for people to see the expressions and the corniness and... <laughs> And the joy you know, the, that, like, yeah, you're, yeah. you know, just to project really good energy. And um, I do it on the radio um, by talking about, like, unicorns and stuff. So, like, all of it was just, like, a natural thing, you know. It wasn't me because it took me a long time to try to figure out what I wanted to do with my life um, because I was a person who never really had, like, that group where I can be like, oh, this is a group of people doing this. I'm going to join these guys. It was like, I know all of these people doing creative things. How can I, like do it naturally. Right. And the most natural way was just radio, broadcasting, vlogging. You know, I've had my Nitty's Knocker vlog series for over a year and a half now. And the first one, I did it when I was in D.C. And I was like, I'm just going to start a blog. I'm going to talk about fun stuff. And it's going to be a random thing I do at the end of the video. And in that video, I was doing, like, kung fu. Like, I did, like, an excerpt of me just, like, doing fake kung fu with somebody just to be random, you know, and give some good energy. So all of it was just, like, natural inklings for me to be able to express in the way that I, I felt like nobody can tell me that I was wrong. Well, yeah, and that's I, that dovetails so well into the question I wanted to ask next, which is, like, why choose to be independent on the web, you know, and, and work with, like, a DIY operation like Q4 versus, like, maybe going on the traditional broadcast route through, like, FM radio or even AM radio? Like, Well, we are. Um, we do have a transmitter for AM radio. Oh, nice. Okay, um, cool. We haven't set it back up yet because we're in a new space, um, which is also a gallery. Um, but I went the DIY way because um, I did intern with Clear Channel before, like right after I graduated, and I applied. And I've been applying for three years. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, when you don't get that answer back, when you know that you fit in, you know that you can be something powerful for it, you have to do it yourself and it, let them be the one to come to you and say, hey, you should have a radio show on on 103.5, Kiss, you know, Kiss right. FM or something like that. But if it doesn't happen, I'm okay with that because I'm building a beautiful platform for people to just be themselves, you know? Like, I don't like people to curse on my show either, you know? So it's literally just like being on the radio, you know, be as professional as you can, be as fun as you can. Um, I call it the... Um, have you seen Gigi and News by Snoop Dogg? I don't think so. Okay, well, he sits in front of this green screen. That's how I got the whole green screen concept. <laughs> he sits in front of green screen, he smokes weed with people, and they talk about stuff. Right. And I was like... I want to do that, but I don't want to smoke weed, and I want to talk about stuff, you know, like fun stuff. So it started with that concept. So my the radio program is literally just like, you come on. I'm not asking you, how do you do this? What made you want to do this? We're personality. It's like personality talk. Right, you know? right, right. We're, we're just like, I'm asking you, like, what's your favorite color? What do you think of when you see pink or what do you like to do for fun? Do you like long walks on the beach? You know, I ask, like, really dumb questions like that just to, like, Get the personality of the person so people can know who they're listening to. Or Well, know. it's a very lively conversation. Yeah. For sure. Yep. Like, 
And you've got music in the mix as well, and it's 100% it's a radio show. Yep. And I love, I love that you just said, like, you applied for radio, you didn't get the answer you wanted, and you're like, fine, whatever else, I'll do it myself. And it's expensive. Um, yeah. And it's time-consuming. It is. Um, but, like, but you're in control. Yes, and you, luckily I end, ended up with a content producer, um, somebody I graduated with from high school, and I never knew he was involved in the stuff that he was involved in. He was like, well, I want to help you so that when money does start coming, you know. Getting on the ground floor. You know, and I was like, that's fine. I don't want to have all the money to myself. I, I'm tired. I need some fucking help. Like, Dude, it is <laughs> you a... Know. Sorry, Dad, if you're watching, I just cursed. <laughs> Beauty doing this on the me. web. He's going to text me. I know. He's like, press, press. Why are you using the language? But it's okay. But you know what, man? Like, it's... It is. It's a lot of work to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think people might not know how much work goes into setting up a broadcast, setting up a live stream, like booking guests, like all that kind of stuff. So what have been some of the highlights? Because obviously if there wasn't like a rewarding emotional payoff to this, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be worth it with the work. So like what have been some of the fun parts about getting to build this show and the platform? Um, well, the first fun part was um, my website. Um, it la- allowed me full expression. All of the gifts, all of the backgrounds, every single piece of the website is made by me. I taught myself how to do graphic design, how to use all of that Photoshop, Illustrator, all that stuff. So that was the first rewarding thing is to be able to go to my website and just see like a, a really nice put together site. You know? it's, it's a really good site. And that's amazing that like you did the whole top to bottom yep. because it's like, I-, I can't do everything we do for my podcast. I can do like, I would say maybe like 72% of it. Mm-hmm. But there's other things I have to ask for help with because it's like, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. I've never really been the person to ask for help because I've gotten no's a lot. And I've, you know, so it's just like, well, I'll just literally teach myself how to do every single thing. Like I literally have built this from the ground up on my own. And now I'm getting outreach in so different cool. areas. So that was the first rewarding. The second rewarding experience is that like, I get to talk about unicorns. Yeah. All day. People don't really understand the concept of why I love unicorns. Um, I talk about it. You know, sometimes my guests ask me on the show, like, why are you obsessed with unicorns? Why do you give unicorn bites? They don't hurt. You know? (laughs) Um, And I'm just like, well, unicorns are rare. They're magical. Um, You can't touch them. They're not tangible items. But when you see a unicorn, you get happy. You get good vibes, good energy, and they leave you with a happy presence, you know, until the next time you see it. And that's, like, what I like to project in my life is as much positivity beyond all of the things that I've been through, you know, being through multiple traumatic experiences in my life. You know, it's better to go positive. And me thinking of unicorns is the way to keep me positive when I'm thinking, like, oh, I feel like just hurting something and it was like well a unicorn wouldn't hurt anything they would just drop like pebbles of pixie dust or something you know so that (laughs) was the second um reassuring thing for me and then the third thing is just seeing people smile and and them thanking me and saying that I'm doing something good for for the culture and for them you know because I'd say it's not for me you know the radio thing is not for me like I love music so if I have a way to present that to the world like cool but like to see them like their expressions and they're so happy and some of the reasons why they do the things that they do that's the most like beautiful part of the whole thing is just knowing that I'm making you feel like a million bucks because you are worth that you know like can't anybody tell you that you're not worth 
what you think you're worth. And to see them smiling and like, oh my God, my song's playing and like they're FaceTiming themselves and, you know, calling people. I'm just like, go crazy. This is your platform, you know? I'm not going to stop you from doing anything that makes you feel good. So that's the most like exciting part of all of it is just being able to be that voice for people. That's so like positive and like and like life affirming. That's so cool. So it's a really cool program. It's every Tuesday night on Q4. What are you looking at coming up? Like now that I feel like you've really built this great platform for yourself, you've built the awareness, you've brought in like great guests, like people are really finding what you're doing. So where do you go from here? Next, um, right now I'm starting the Art of Noise series. Mm-hmm. I've had the first one in the new Q4 space um, in February. And I brought all artists from St. Louis. They all did it for free. They all came up and performed. They did live paintings, brought their fashion equipment, taught kids how to screen print. Um, So the Art of Noise is the next part of what Nitty's Knocker is about, which is um, creating workshops that are open mics as well as roundtable discussions all in one. So it's like mini expos for, for teenagers and above, like teenagers and young adults, because sometimes if you're not exposed to the culture, you're not going to understand it. And you might not know that you can have a, a good career in an artsy type of situation. Sometimes people need um, individuals to talk to. So we have a round table. You can drop your comments anonymously or not, you know. So Art of Noise is something that I'm planning on um, trying to do like once a month at community centers or neighborhood um, centers to get more youth involved, to try to get a group of people to teach screen printing, to teach music composition, to teach how to podcast, you know, and have these things set up where they can do that. They can do an open mic if they want. You know, they can have options um, to be this creative that they want to be. So that's what I'm working on now. And then um, on May 12th, which is my birthday, um, having a private event called 25 Shades of Pink. <laughs> yeah, you get it. You can get it. So I'll be 25. Pink is my favorite color. Uh, the flyer is literally 25 Shades of Pink. Took me a while to make it. Um, and it is my birthday reception that is um, con- it's showcasing growth and maturity, uh, as well as a very special surprise of something that I am launching uh, that is going to be really good for the ladies. So, But you can't say what it is yet. I cannot. You have to right. be at the event. Uh, you can RSVP at nittiesknocker.com. And once that RSVP list is full, you're just out of luck because it's, it's that personal. It's that important. And if you rock with me, you'll be there, you know, so. So I want to back up for a second because you're talking about building these tools, these experiences, these platforms for like, young adults, teenagers, and stuff to come learn, that's so important. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of young creative talent, whether they're middle school, high school, college, and maybe even after college, like, I think sometimes nobody's ever just come up to them and said, like, hey, you can be a designer. You can be a producer. You can be this and that. Like, and sometimes that's all it takes. It's just somebody, like, kind of nudging them in the right direction Mm -hmm. and then... Like, oh, maybe I can do this. Mm-hmm. So that's that's such an admirable... Yeah, and um, Art of Noise. It's called the Art of Noise because um, that song, Moments in Love, by Art of Noise, 
is one song that has stuck with me since I was a little kid. Um, every time I listen to the song, I close my eyes and it's just like a different visual every single time. So I was just like, oh, this is so great. Like, oh, I feel so inspired. And it's just like paying homage to them for being like revolutionaries in their time, for creating music that you've never really heard. They were like starting electronic music right. in the 80s in a, in a future, ba- if you want to say it, like in a future-based kind of way. You know, like they were the original EDM musicians to me, you right. know, and I was just like, I just want to showcase creativeness for youth, you know, give them, give them some outlets. I can't imagine. It's so important because it's like, you look at the way I view that kind of thing is like, if you never had anybody support you when you were young and you, you're older and you find some success and some platform, you kind of owe it to go be that voice that you didn't have. Mm-hmm. And if you did have somebody that supported you when you were young, then you really owe it to go back and pay that forward. So Most either way. Definitely. Most yeah. definitely. And it's just, I, I just want to see young, honestly, urban children win. You know, they, yeah. they don't have it as easy. You know, they get discouraged a lot easier. And I just, you know, I'll have boxes set up as many as I can around the city. One for anonymous feelings and one for good news. You put your good news in with all of your social media handles and I will talk about it on the air. I will give you your accolades on my show. I don't care if you got straight A's. I know. You you like talking about good news on your show and I love that. (laughs) You solicit good news. You Mm -hmm. celebrate it and that's, again, it's so positive. That's cool. Yep. So it'll be a box for people to get their information. You know, you want me to talk about your straight A's or your your kittens having, I mean, your cat having kittens? (laughs) I'll talk about it and I'll mention you, you know, and then you can also do an anonymous box and I will reach out to you via email or at my programs and you can come and we can have talks and discussions about some of the things that may be troubling. You know, and I want as many of these boxes as I can get all over the city until my website is able to be that box. I think that's so, again, it's just like, it's so important and so admirable because, yeah, I, I, it's never, we've never had more tools at our disposal to become creators, to become the artists we want to be. Yep. You know, you can make a website, you can make an app, you can learn to code, you can blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. There's an Adobe app for everything. There's but nothing that can stop you, honestly. Unless you don't believe in yourself. Yep. And that's the only thing that needs to get plugged in because everything else you can learn. You can go on YouTube and be like, all right, well, okay, here's how to use Squarespace. Right. You know, <laughs> but you just need that initial push, especially if you're young and unsure. So yep. I think that's, that's just an incredible thing you're doing. Yep. And shouts out to the movie uh, NWA because... They did it in three years with no social media, no help, really, but their word of mouth, their groundwork, and we have all of these outlets now, and it's just like, man, if you guys did it in three, I'm going to try to do it in, in two, you know? Maybe one. Yeah, I'm trying. And in seven months, my show is doing very well. You know, I didn't expect it to to talk to some of the people that I've talked to on my show, you know? So it's just like, this is... And then talking to them, they're giving good, good tips and information to people who I want to reach, you know. It's not necessarily, oh, yeah, Chanel from Young Money called in to Nitty's Knocker. Yes, she did, but she was giving really, really good knowledge to people who want to be where she is. And that's all it's about. If somebody with numbers is going to call in, it's not to talk about you. It's to talk about how we can help somebody get to the next level. So, I love that. So on that note... For you, if anybody watching, listening is thinking like, oh man, you know what? Like, I want to break into broadcast. I want to build my own platform. I want to be like a ambitious, successful, young, maybe female entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Like, 
what advice would you give? Like, what has been some of the key learnings that you've gained from this really incredible platform you've built? Um, I would say just do not allow life to win. You can do whatever you set your mind to, and you literally just have to set your mind to it. And if you want to be this broadcaster, you want to be self-sufficient, um, which I'm still working on, you know, then just go and use the resources that you have available to you. You're on your phone all day anyway, you know, and you honestly don't have to go to a library anymore. You don't. You can buy books on your phone and read them from your phone. So go ahead and buy the books and read the information. Go to trade schools before you go to a four-year because you're going to waste your money. Yeah, or a community you know? college. Or Just a go community, get your gen eds out of the way. Even if you need the gen eds, you know, but if you know that you want to be a broadcaster, you go to a broadcast school where they're going to make sure that you're, you're straight and that you know what you're doing and that you can get hired in a place where they usually look for people with three years of experience. Well, and it's like, I mean, you brought up having a phone in your pocket. Like, every yeah. kid has a phone. This is like a mini content production studio. Yes, it is. Like, iPhones are magical. I'm getting the 7 Plus or the 8 Plus, <laughs> whatever comes next, because they have portrait mode. My 7 doesn't have portrait mode, so I'm a little salty about that. But I'm going to get it. You can do incredible things. You can do everything. You can put Lightroom on your phone. You can use Photoshop on your phone, like all these apps. And sometimes they cost money, but buy it. It's five bucks. You yeah, know, like did. spend the money to, to make your life. you got to spend the money. You'll and be broke, but you got to do it until it starts to become your main source of income. And that's what I'm, I'm literally going broke. Every two weeks I get my work check, I'm broke because it's all going to the next project. And yeah, and it just blows my mind just how much you can do on your phone. And it's like it's so within reach. And, uh, you know, you used to 15, 20 years ago, if you, were gonna, if you wanted to work in broadcast, you had to go work in radio, which mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. But it's like you didn't have the option of like, or I'll just bring out like the mini <laughs> media production right. studio in my pocket that's the size of a playing card. Like, exactly. That didn't exist. It so, did not. But we are in the great that's the the bittersweet it's bittersweet social media because sure. it's a dangerous world. You know, I I'm a victim of how dangerous it can be. You know? Um, but I try my hardest to not let it overwhelm me. But and utilize it for what I do know it's good for, which is business, you know. Well, and I think, again, like you bring so much positivity through your social media, through Nitty's Knocker as a radio program, and just through all the work you're doing, um, Art of Noise. So I think that's really inspiring. I think that's really incredible. Same message, same invitation. This mic's always on for you. Please come back as you have new developments going on, and we'll continue the conversation. I'm so glad we got to start this tonight. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been... A dream. Oh, so. that's so cool. Like, for real. Like, I'm it's so... It's a goal breached, and um, it's literally was on my list of things, like, to be on the Dynasty podcast. Oh, so. that's so cool. I yeah. hope that this was awesome. It was. Like, I'm going to call my mom and be like, did you listen? Yeah. I know. You better be listening, Mom, Dad. I'm watching y'all. Sisters. Well, the the beauty is, like, we'll have the video up. We'll have the audio up soon, yeah. and so they can check it out. But, um, but for real, we'll continue this conversation. People can find Nitty's Knocker, the radio program, on Q4, Q-U-E. 4.org. Dot org. Yep. Or every you Tuesday can go night. straight to nittiesknocker.com. Um, go to the Nitty's Knocker page. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel, my iTunes podcast channel, as well as my SoundCloud channel. And on SoundCloud, I have a playlist of all the music that I play on the show called Nitpicks. You got it covered. You are a master <laughs> class 
in self-promotion, self-marketing, like self-made media platforms. I love it. Gotta do it. It's so dope. Uh, Nitty, thank you so much for coming up tonight, man. And we will continue this conversation in the future. Thank you. It was fun. Absolutely. Thank you. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.